Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I am so glad that you joined me today, especially in this particular holiday time and what that can mean to all of us. It can mean so many great things, can also mean so many painful things, stressful, exciting, all kinds of different things. Hope can also mean that we're facing some people that maybe are difficult for us to interact with may cause us some discomfort, even maybe extremely hurtful. And that may cause us a ton of stress as we're looking at going into this holiday time. So we're gonna we're gonna talk today about strategies for survival and how we're going to be surviving this Christmas time with family and all the interactions that we're going to have with family, but also with maybe Co-workers that we don't necessarily have to interact with very often, but maybe we have a lot of work parties or work events. Maybe we have school events um, with teachers and other families and um, parents that maybe we've struggled with during the year that interact with our children. So we're going to talk about a lot of different strategies about how to kind of handle that. And so I'm so glad that you joined me today. And I'm really going to be praying for you during this Christmas time because life has a tendency to really um, have its own momentum. And this time of year takes on a momentum that is really fast-paced. And it's, it's, it happens so quickly, it's always shocking to me that we've, we finally get to Thanksgiving and then we're, oh my, uh, we're at Christmas. And so then Christmas leads into New Year's and, and I mean, it just really has a momentum of its own. So we have this tendency when it comes to Christmas time to have that ideal Christmas in our head that we want to have, and and we want to give other people as well. And so we know that the reality is often very different than the fantasy of the holiday we have in our mind. And it doesn't mean that, that we don't want to keep that fantasy or fairy tale as an ideal, that's something we want to strive toward to give us a goal, to give us some vision. But we do want to realize that it's probably an ideal that is not going to manifest. And so we know that sadly Christmas can be pretty stressful and can be pretty unpleasant for many, you know, who may not be looking forward to spending a lot of time with these people. And and what we want to remind ourselves is that when we're interacting with people, that they are dealing with a ton of their own stress their own maybe disappointments or or letdowns or worries or anxieties, just as we are. And so we have to understand that for some people, this can be the first time that they experience this holiday without a loved one. It may be another holiday that they have to experience alone, that they don't, maybe they've wanted to have someone in their life, and, they, and yet again, they're here at another holiday, feeling lonely, like the odd person out, we also have people that that 
have maybe not interacted with their family members all year and now are finding themselves needing to do that. And there may be so many unresolved things between all those different family members. And so we, we really want to work on being as gracious as we possibly can with those around us as well as ourselves. And so let's look at, I'm, I'm going to list about seven, eight different types of strategies that we really want to consider using so that we can really be the best version of ourselves, that we can really be a light in a dark place, and that we can come through this Christmas time without our own baggage that we're going to have to deal with in the new year. So first of all, I want you to think about this idea of you don't take the bait. And I think you all kind of understand what I mean when I say don't take the bait. Sometimes people are baiting you. They don't even know it. Sometimes they're purposely baiting you because of their own anxiety. They don't know what to do with themselves. And so they start to stir something up. Some people really think they're being um, relational and they're not even necessarily aware that they're triggering you or pressing buttons or unraveling things. So we really want to be careful that we don't take the bait because we know that some relatives use holidays to act out family dynamics, like old sibling rivalries, um, bringing up things from the past. And, and we have this, this strange phenomenon, if you can just kind of follow me on this, that we get into these family situations and all of a sudden we're like rocketed back to when we grew up. And we all forget that we are adult people, that who we were as children still may have, we may have some of those childlike qualities about us, but we really do have adult lives. And we have a tendency to put people back in those roles, those family roles that we had growing up. And, and I, I frequently tell people that one of the family roles that I had in my family was to be the ditzy dumb blonde. And, and it really, I, I really acted that out in many ways. And some of that just became a family role. I have a tendency to be fairly emotional, fairly passionate. I, I love entertaining. I love performing. Um, I was a cheerleader. I was all these things. And I was blonde. And I was very uh, precocious. And so there was a tendency to perceive some of that, ten- that sensitivity or creativity or artistic um, qualities in me as being kind of ditzy and flighty. And so I kind of took on that persona of, well, you know, there's Cindy, the ditzy, ditzy little dumb blonde, you know, she's flighty. And so it's imperative that when I interact with my family now, even family friends, maybe high school people, junior high school people, that maybe I go to parties and I'm going to run into all these different people I grew up with, that I don't take personally when they kind of try to throw me back into that role and try to relate to me with some of that same bantering that I realize that I have to forge new ways of relating with them. I have to help them. I have to reintroduce them to who I am today, to who I've turned out to be and who I've become. And if I take that too personally, I might start getting defensive. So we want to really be careful that we don't take the bait and become defensive, become offended, um, and, and have different resentments that we really don't necessarily need to have. We really want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And even if they are really just purposefully being difficult, we just really want to say to ourselves, I don't have to relate with this person the entire year. It's one time or it's a couple of times during the season. And so as adults, we can do uncomfortable things for a couple hours at a time. We really can handle that. We want to really find that adult part of ourselves. 
So we want to be careful about comments that are made or questions that are asked by us or behaviors that occur that all try to get you or I to explode or be upset or revert back to a more childish version of ourself. So you know it's happened before. It's probably going to happen again. And it's probably going to be the same people. So I, I talk to clients on a regular basis about this saying I'm going to give you, and I say it to myself, that I need to stop being shocked and surprised. Why am I shocked and surprised when people do the same thing they've been doing for the last 20 years? Why am I shocked and surprised and upset all over again? So it means that I can position myself to expect that, of course, that's what happened. That's what this person does. That's one of the ways that they cope. It doesn't mean that I brace myself in a defensive posture so that I get offended or resentful. What I say to myself is, that's what they do in stressful situations. That's how they act in family situations. And I need to not be shocked and surprised and then end up being a version of myself that is not healthy. So if we know it's coming, we plan for it. So let's look at some strategies, some, some more strategies that will help us during this time. And I really want to caution you, and I know we talk about this a lot, that we really need to watch alcohol consumption. That this is not a time to party. We also know as Christians that we're wanting to set examples. And I'm not taking a stance against alcohol. What I'm saying is that it's easy to do too much in these gatherings. And you're going to have much more trouble with family and friends. And you're going to have all those regrets the next day. And you're going to go, why did I do that? Why did I act that way? And at the same time, if you don't drink alcohol, but you're around alcohol, you need to be really careful as a Christian that you don't become legalistic and judgmental of those people that do that. It really isn't your problem. And we really need to let that be God's problem. So it doesn't mean that we accept inappropriate behavior. It doesn't mean we accept people being abusive. It does mean that we position ourselves to say, God, I'm only in charge of me. And so when it comes to this alcohol issue, I have to make the decisions for me that God is asking me to make. I need to follow through with them, and I need to not be judgmental and legalistic with the people that are around me. Because let's really remind ourselves, if we only see these people a couple of times a year, this is the opportunity to give them a different experience of you and one that is of Christ. So we really want to go into these really working on saying, God, I want you to show up with me, in me, when I'm interacting with these people. And I want to really relax. And I want to say to myself, as an adult, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is that I get irritated, I get annoyed, I get offended, I get my feelings hurt. These are manageable for adults. And so we really want to position ourselves to come to show up as that adult version of ourselves, knowing that it may not work out perfectly. We may not have all the results that we want. People may not even notice it. But we can walk away knowing that we did the best that we could, and we showed up as a grown-up, and we did not increase the family drama or the workplace drama or the social drama whatever it might be, that we can say to ourselves, you know, it may have gone really poorly, but I wasn't one of the ones that contributed. I held my own, I, held, I did my own program, and I can be proud of myself for how I handled these events. So I want you to think about those two because we're going to come to a break in a minute. 
and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some more. So I want you to think about you're not going to take the bait. You're going to show up as a grown-up. You're going to protect yourself, but not in a defensive manner. You're going to be really careful about the issue of alcohol with the people that you're around, with yourself, with your family, with children. And we're going to really make sure that we are doing our own best version and that we are asking God moment by moment by moment to intercede for us, to help us, to be able to look at these people through the eyes of Christ, to recognize that they are just as stressed out as we probably are. They're just as worried about what people think about them. They have their own hurts, their own baggage, their own worries, and their own expectations and ideals. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are talking today about family drama at Christmas, how to have the best Christmas ever. So join me again as we complete and work on these different strategies. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I am so glad you joined me, and I want to encourage you always to visit my website, and that's at CynthiaHyatt.com. And my name is spelled a little bit differently, but it is spelled the way it sounds. And it is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can also find me on Facebook, and that is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. So I love it when you visit those places, and I love your comments. And if you ever have questions or suggestions for shows, certainly let me know. Uh, If you ever need a keynote speaker, I do a lot of speaking, and I really enjoy doing that. I enjoy doing inspirational, motivational speaking, but I can also tailor-make any presentation for the topic that, that serves your group. So we are talking about Christmas, and we are talking about holidays, and how are we going to survive the holiday times And we're talking about some different strategies. And we ended this last, um, if you weren't listening to the beginning of the hour, we talked about the idea to not take the bait and what that means, that we're really careful about how we respond to what's coming at us and that we make sure that we are really showing up as a grown-up and that we're not letting ourselves be shocked and surprised every time somebody does what they always do. So we're kind of planning, we're preparing before we go, to really be that adult version of ourselves, to really practice good boundaries, to remind ourselves that this is one time a year, or maybe only a, maybe a couple of times that you have to interact with these people, but that we're really wanting to undo history if they will allow that, and we are really wanting to be the version of ourselves that we can be proud of. So we're going to also practice really being wise about alcohol consumption, and if we don't consume alcohol, if that's a value that we have that we also be careful not to be judgmental of other people, that we really let that be God's problem. And that does not mean that we accept abusive, inappropriate behavior, but it does mean that we practice forgiveness, we practice letting go, and we practice good boundaries. And so if we need to remove ourselves from a situation because of the, the way that things are going, we can gracefully do that. Because we're really wanting to make sure that if this is a one time, two or three time that you, that you see these people, that we really are doing the best version, that we are changing history for them, at least with us, and that we are helping them to experience Christ at this time of year. So we want to put, here's another strategy, we want to put brakes on our impulses to just launch. And I certainly am a passionate person, and I can feel it when I start ramping up. 
And when people get offensive or foolish or insulting or just start acting ridiculous or say things that are passive aggressive or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever the situation, you know what you have to deal with. So I have to really practice not being impulsive and practice knowing that I have choices and that when we, you know, all the talks that we've done before, the different um, shows we've done on boundaries, I'm reminding people that we have the three B's, blood, broken bones, nobody's breathing. If you have those three, you need to act immediately. And we just deal with the wreckage and damage afterwards. But if there's no blood, nobody's got broken bones, everybody's breathing, we can count to 10, we can breathe in, and we can choose how we respond. And that takes discipline, but I'm telling you, you will be very happy with the results because there's a lot less wreckage to clean up afterwards. So I I remind myself, I remind clients, if I take a breath... I can't talk. If I breathe in, I can't talk. And that breath, that couple seconds of breathing in helps me to think about what I want to do, about what was just said, what was just done, what was implied, what was asked of me. Whatever that is, that gives me a couple of seconds to take my time and figure out how do I want to respond to this. And so You really want to, before you confront somebody, you really want to take your time to figure out, is this the the place to do it? Is this the way I want to do it? Is this how I want to say it? And so it gives you a moment because as adults, we have to remind ourselves, we have time. We have time. Little children have to do everything immediately. Little children have to resolve things immediately or they can't go on to the next moment. That's That's part of being egocentric. And so as adults, I can wait, I can suspend something and I can say to myself, wow, that was a really inappropriate statement that was just said to me and I'm going to need to address that, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to relax. I'm going to maybe move on to a different group of people. I'm going to maybe go to the restroom, take a little time out, whatever it is that I need to do so that I can figure out how I can handle myself in a way that I'm going to be proud of. So you want to understand that as adults, we're allowed to take timeouts. And that's another strategy that works really, really well when you are in stressful situations. And social situations, even if they're at their best, have a level of stress just because of the energy that's involved. There are so many people with, and they're bringing in all of their own stuff and they have their energy of their personality. And you have to realize that sometimes it becomes very difficult to figure out who you are in the midst of all of that that's going on. So it helps many times when we just take a time out. And so it might be hard to walk around the block if the weather isn't good, but here in Phoenix, if you're listening, some other place, uh, if you live some other place, we we here in Phoenix have wonderful weather at Christmas time. So we can walk outside into the backyard. We can walk around the block. We can say, hey, I'm going to run to the store. I think we need more ice. We can walk to the restroom and we can just sit in the restroom for a couple of minutes and get our bearings. We can go back to another bedroom. We can step outside and say, hey, I need to make a quick phone call. Whatever it is that we can do, we can take some time and get ourselves back where we need to be so that we can manage ourselves as well as if we bring children with us. The better we are with ourselves, it will translate to our children. So if I'm in charge of myself, it helps my kids to stay in charge of themselves because I'm setting an example. If they see that I'm calm and I'm relaxed, they're going to relax. I'm going to get better behavior out of them. 
So we want to really make sure that we are doing these things that give us time and that we are making it possible for us to not be reacting out of stress. And so if you can take a walk, that's a bonus. If you can't, then do something that is service-oriented. Many times it helps if I need to take a time out from talking with people, if I just start cleaning things up, if I take out the trash, I put dishes in the dishwasher, whatever I can do to kind of get a little bit of space so that I can get some breathing room and, and reorient myself. So we're going to also learn to observe, and this is a great way. If you can't really separate yourself, what you do is you practice observing. You say, you know, what, what would I be thinking if, I, if this were a TV show that I was watching? And we get a little psychological distance. And this is what, what we psychologists call observing ego. We take ourselves out of the situation we're in and we observe it similar to if you were watching a movie. So it may give you a bit of distance to do so and you don't get so emotionally involved. I mean, if you think about so many of these sitcoms that we watch and we laugh about all these things. I mean, we, if you watch what, what some of the current ones, Modern Family, um, there used to be um, King of Queens, there was Jerry Seinfeld. There were all these different family-type sitcoms. And we love to watch them because they're hilarious. Well, if they really were happening in real time, it would not feel so funny. But what we can do is we can distance ourselves and say, if I were watching this as a sitcom, what would I be thinking? And it makes it a little bit more manageable so that it doesn't feel quite so personal. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad that you joined me. We have one more whole half hour to go. Please visit me at CynthiaHyatt.com. Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that's INC for Incorporated on Facebook. I look forward to talking to you after this hard break. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and this is Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad that you joined me today, and we are talking about strategies for managing holiday times. And here we are at Christmas, coming into New Year's, and we are talking about these strategies that may help us. So if you missed any of the previous half hour, you can listen to any of the podcasts of this show on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's spelled a little bit differently, so I'm going to give you the spelling again. It's C I N. T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. You can also visit me on Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. And please like my page. I love it when that happens. And we get more followers. And, and we have lots of wonderful inspirational and motivational things. Also, we'll let you know where I'm speaking or singing. So let's jump right back in. We are talking about strategies for coping with the holiday. And previously, we talked about the important thing of not taking the bait We talked about alcohol consumption and and how to handle that, how to manage that with other people and what other people are doing. And then we talked about this whole idea of taking an adult time out, of putting the brakes on our impulses of counting to 10. That's a great one. And I also said a really easy way to really control impulse is just breathe in. Because if I take in a breath, I can't talk. And it gives me a moment to think about how I want to manage a really difficult situation. And so we also talked about learning to observe, and that's kind of giving yourself some distance, and that's looking at things the same way as if you were watching a movie so that you can depersonalize it a little bit, even if it's highly personal. 
it helps to give yourself some distance when somebody is trying to make things super personal. And you just say to yourself, you know, I'm not going to take that in. I'm going to recognize the source of where that's coming from. I'm going to make sure that I do myself appropriately, even if that person is not acting appropriately. I'm going to take some time to figure out how I want to respond to that very painful statement or action or inference or implication, whatever it may be. And if it's happening to my children, I want to be really careful that if I'm needing to protect kids or if I see somebody being mean or inappropriate or insulting or stressed out with my children, that I remind myself that this is a regular world. If they're not being abusive, it's difficult so that I can set appropriate boundaries with that person. I don't need to rush in there as if, as if they are, are, are sexually molesting them or, or, or physically abusing them. I really can just separate them and say, you know what, we're just going to go take a little walk. I can remove my children from the situation. I can explain to them how sorry I am that uncle so-and-so or the brother or sister-in-law or who, the neighbor responded in that way. Sometimes people act in in ways that are not appropriate at holidays. And I'm sorry that you've had to experience that. Let's regroup a little bit and let's figure out how to handle this. And then you can go address that adult in an adult manner and say, really, I'm not okay with you talking to my children that way. If you have a problem with my children, please come talk to me. If they're doing something inappropriate, please come let me know. I will always take care of it. So that we really help ourselves to be observing to give us us some distance and some time to respond. And we were talking earlier in the show that, you know, we have the three Bs, blood, broken bones, nobody's breathing. If that's happening, then of course we don't take time. We just react immediately and do whatever we need to do. But if that's not happening, we really have time. In fact, I can observe how somebody interacted with my children or with myself, and I I can address it the next day. I can actually address it after they leave. I can call them a month later and I can say, you know, I really need to address something with you. I just didn't want to do it during Christmas. So I wanted to give us some space. So I really want to talk to you about what happened um, when we were at so-and-so's house and how that, how that interaction occurred. So we really have time because we kind of get locked into this thing that if we don't do it right now, then we don't, we can't bring it up again. And that's just, it simply isn't true. If we do it appropriately, like not dropping a bomb on somebody, we can just say, hey, the relationship I have with you is important enough to me that I just, I just get this resolved. I want us to go into the new year and have a really good year, and I'm going to see you next Christmas, and I want it to be good. So I really wanted to get some space before I address this with you. So I just need to talk to you about it for a few minutes. And we can really normalize it. We can take some of the intensity out of it, and we can hope that we get a good response. So we're going to also... As we do that, as we give ourselves some distance, that we keep the big picture in mind, that we have that ideal holiday that we talked about that we would all love, but that's not necessarily the reality. And most times we don't have the kinds of relationships that we would like to have with people. So the big picture is that you have to survive only a few hours or a few days with some of these different people, some of these families, some of these social things, some of these work situations, and that we really can survive this if we really give ourselves a chance to just say, you know what, it's a couple of hours. I can do anything for a couple of hours. And I keep the expectations reasonable and doable when it comes to what's going to be happening in these different events and what I expect of others and of myself. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. 
Join me in the last segment as we finish up these strategies for surviving the holidays and family drama. Well, thank you for joining me. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we are talking today about surviving the holidays and what it means to really do holidays well and how to make sure that we finish out our holiday time with as little wreckage and damage as possible and that we have as few of regrets as possible as to how we interacted, how we related to people and how the events that we were uh, a part of, how, how they transpired. So we talked in this last segment, and if you missed any of this show, you can always listen to it on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. There is a radio link, and it has all these different podcasts from all the different shows that we've done at this station. And you can, you can certainly listen to the first part of the show. So we've been talking about these different strategies, and we identified the first one is we're not going to take the bait, we said we're going to watch alcohol consumption, and we're going to really work on managing that, and we're not going to try to manage other people's alcohol consumption, and we're not going to be judgmental, that we are going to really just do our own program and what we know God is asking us to do. We're going to really work on being impulsive and not allowing ourselves to do that. We are going to take a break. We're going to take a time out, an adult time out. We're going to count to 10. We're going to breathe in so that we can't talk. We're going to give ourselves the gift of time, which means I don't have to address anything immediately. I really have time, and I can really give myself some distance and some space to decide what is the most appropriate way to handle it. And there are some things that if you give yourself some time, it really doesn't need addressing. It just is all a part of the craziness, and we really can just move on. And it really is okay. I really want to give you all permission to not have to address everything, to not have to confront everything. And that doesn't mean you're being unhealthy. doesn't mean you're being dysfunctional. It means that in many ways you are being godly. I want you to think about how many things God lets go. If he addressed everything and confronted me on everything, I would never get out the door. So he is very kind that he doesn't address everything. There are so many things he just says, you know, I'm working on that one. I'll get that one next year. Or I'll address that later. Or you know what? She was doing the best she could. She was having a really bad day, and I know that's not really her, so I'm going to give her a pass. So I want you to think about the fact that we really can major in the majors and not in the minors. And when we get in a stressful family situation, everything can feel major. And there are so many things that we can just say, you know, in the course of time, a month from now, is it really going to be important for me to talk about? Because if it is a major, then here's the thing. You probably want to give yourself time and space to do that with that person. And it's probably not going to be appropriate to do it right in front of everybody at the dinner table and try to work it out so that everybody else gets hijacked because of some ridiculous comment or stupid behavior that somebody did. We really want to be a grown-up and say, you know what, That I am not going to take that bait. I'm going to let that one go, and I'm going to address that later. Or I'm going to say to that person very, very pragmatically, very graciously, and very sternly, you and I need to talk about that, but probably not right now. And so we really can relax and enjoy some of the really good things that can occur 
So we're going to be really careful about that. And the last one that we're going to really address, well, we're going to actually do two, but this, this one in terms of strategies is we're going to really practice being grateful. And there's a show I did a couple of weeks ago all about being grateful, and it was around the Thanksgiving time. And I really want to encourage you to listen to that show because it really helps to understand why God would want us to be grateful and what that actually does for our well-being and actually for our brain and how healing it is for our brain to be grateful and how it relaxes our whole entire physiology of our body. And it then relaxes our brain and we actually have more agency over our own brain and we have more self-control when we just simply practice an attitude of gratitude. So when I'm in this crazy, crazy family event or crazy work event or social event that I got pulled into, maybe I didn't even want to go, but I know it's the right thing for me to do. And so I'm finding myself kind of ramping up and getting really like, man, I hate this time of year and I hate what's happening and I can't stand these people and this is always what it looks like and why do we do all this and spend all this money? And I start to hear my brain, and you know what I'm talking about, thinking in that way, I need to immediately stop it and say, you know what? The only thing I really can control during this Christmas time is the way that I think. I can't even necessarily choose all my feelings. I would love to be able to choose my feelings because if I could choose my feelings, I'd be happy all the time. So I can't even choose that. What I can choose is how I think and how I think about people, how I think about the situation, how I think about myself. And so I have to be careful about how I think when I'm in these situations. So one of the things I really want to practice is being grateful. So I want to say, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful I have family to to be mad at. Some people don't even have family. So I can turn anything into something to be grateful about. And so I have to be careful what happens in my mind. And when I start criticizing or, wow, did they really show up like that? Really? Are they drinking that much? Really? Did they wear that outfit? Is that really who they want to be with? Oh, my gosh, don't they know how to parent their kids? You know what I'm talking about. We have to be very careful how we think. Because if not, we're not going to be authentic people. We're going to be trying to be appropriate, but inside our head, we're hating the person we're trying to be nice to. And so what I do when I find myself getting kind of caught up and frustrated with people or critical, I just start praying for them right in the moment. I just say, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on them. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. We are all sinners. And that person is your problem. They are not my problem. Myself is my problem. That is my problem. And I really practice those boundaries. It doesn't mean that I like what people are doing doesn't mean that I change necessarily my opinion of what they're doing, how they're acting, whatever it is. But it does mean I give myself some distance and I can be a much more loving person, a kinder person, a gentler version of myself for these people because they're probably struggling just as much, if not more, than I am. So I'd be very grateful about what is occurring. And if I can't think of anything about the event, then I thank God for salvation. I thank God for his presence. I thank God that he has the whole world in his hands and he knows what he's doing. And I can go global in that in that way. So I really practice gratefulness. And the thing that also helps gratefulness, I want you to think about this issue of forgiveness, that we practice 
forgiveness. And we do it on a moment-by-moment basis. I forgive myself if I don't like how I acted. I forgive another if I don't like what they said. And I really remind myself that holiday times are not the times to deal with grudges. Holiday times are the times to really let it be a celebration and a thanksgiving for whatever the event is about. So if I have unresolved issue with family, friends, families, or friends, or whoever that may be, I want to be really careful that I just say, you know, I'm an adult and I can suspend that issue. If I don't like how my sisters treated me or my brother has treated me or my parents divorced this year in their, and they're in their 70s, or I'm going through a divorce, or one of my kids didn't show up, um, whatever that is, that I really just say, you know what, God? I'm just thankful that you came, and that's what this represents. And I'm going to be really careful to practice forgiveness. And I'm going to say, God, you forgave me, I forgive them. It doesn't mean if it's a really big issue, it doesn't mean it's fixed. But it does mean that I'm allowed to then be relational. Think of how much Jesus had to be forgiving all the time he was on earth. Every time he did an event with anybody, Think of how many things he had to forgive. We don't really have that idea when we read the Bible. We don't get all the different conversations the disciples were having with each other and what they were saying to Jesus and who was all involved and all the players and how, you know, how much he had to deal with as he even walked from place to place and how many things he had to forgive, how many times he was misunderstood, misperceived, judged, had unrealistic expectations placed upon him. Think of that every time you go into situations and say, God, you forgave me and continue to forgive me. So I'm going to practice forgiveness with these people that are just as fallen as I am. And so we're going to really practice acceptance and realistic expectations and respect the people around us and pace ourselves. So when we are in this holiday time, We're going to practice these strategies and we're going to really focus on acceptance and we're going to accept the event as it is because, you know, we have that great saying from the the big book in AA, it says acceptance, the key to all my problems. And I want to remind you again that acceptance does not mean I agree with it, does not mean I condone it, does not mean I'm going to encourage it or even teach it, but I am going to accept it. Because whatever happens in your holiday time, God has already accepted. And as he accepts it, he continues to do the good work that he has started in all of the players involved. So we are going to practice just accepting, hey, this is my family. This is the one I've got. (laughs) Everybody has family. We all have family. And so we're going to accept our family members as they are, just as they are. That is what God does with all of us. And so as I accept them, I may need to have to practice some really good boundaries so that I really can accept them as they are and care for them in spite of all those things that drive me crazy. So I'm going to have realistic expectations when I go to all of my holiday events. And I'm going to say to myself, yeah, I have this ideal in my mind. Wouldn't that be great? And God, if you want to give us that gift, that's wonderful. But I'm going to have realistic expectations. And that does not mean I'm going to show up cynical and skeptical, okay? It means I'm going to be positive 
about all the people that are coming. I'm going to say, God, you are always doing new things, and I'm going to believe you are going to do a new thing. And it might just be the new thing is, is in me. And so I'm going to have realistic expectations on all these people. They're struggling just as much as I am, and they may be struggling more. And I'm going to really respect the people around me, even if they don't act in respectful ways. Jesus respected everyone he interacted with. He was extremely respectful of humans, not because they deserved it, but because he valued them. And humans are valuable to us. So I'm going to accept myself completely. Because the more I accept me, the more accepting I am of others. So if I don't like how I look, you know, if, if the outfit didn't work for me, if I put on weight and I was hoping that I lost it by the time Christmas came, if, if the meal that I made is not working, if the kids or the husband ate, ate part of the pie that I was bringing, if we're showing up late, if we had a fight before we, we left, whatever is going on, I'm going to accept myself. If I lost the program before we ever got in the car, I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to have realistic expectation on myself. I'm going to realize, you know what? I may not put myself together as well as I would like. I stayed up all night wrapping gifts. I was baking food. I was making sure that people had a place to sleep. I was having to return phone calls. Whatever it is, I'm going to be realistic about myself and realize that it's really about getting together. It's about humans getting together, experiencing community, which is a godly, godly action. And God loves humans. And so it's very important that I have realistic expectations on myself, which helps me to have that on others. I'm going to respect myself and others. I'm going to see God in them. I'm going to see God in me. I'm going to trust God with them. I'm going to trust God with me. So I'm going to respect myself, which means that I will probably bring out a better version of myself. And then I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to say, you know, this event does not run me. God runs me. God runs my life. This event, this moment does not run me. So I pray you have a blessed holiday time. We have one more show before Christmas comes. We're going to talk about how to deal with blended families. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Please uh, visit my Facebook at CynthiaHyatt.com. And face, uh, I'm sorry, my, my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. And have a great week. Messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.